Welcome to another episode of Marketing Revelations. On this episode, we'll be interviewing President of RevLocal, Aaron Boggs. We'll be talking a lot about culture and how important it is for small businesses. It is a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but we think you'll enjoy it. Today, we're talking with President of RevLocal, Aaron Boggs. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to be talking about culture and why it's important and how you can build it with your small business. So to start, we just wanted to hear a little bit about you and what you think about culture in general. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, be here. So I started with very large companies. I worked uh, for TRW Automotive, which supplied brakes to General Motors and Chrysler. And then I moved on to Rolls-Royce Aerospace and worked in the energy division. So my learning about culture was in these very large organizations. I remember what it was like watching people leave their job after eight to 10 hours of a hard day, not knowing what impact that they were making, not knowing if they were ever going to see their work produce a result. And so I started to, to learn about, you know, how can we inspire people to feel connected to the culture? So uh, I would say that my, my background led me to be very inquisitive about how to do things very differently than I first saw. What, like, what's the most important piece of culture that you think has been important for RevLocal as well as just like a small business in general that hasn't scaled yet? So in my opinion, culture is what resides in the heart and soul of your people. What's your common ground? What are you trying to solve together? Um, what, do you got, what, do you, what do we all believe that is, is common? Um, and so as RevLocal is built out as culture, uh, the visionary aspect is, is making sure that we hire individuals that want to help the small businesses, that really believe that we can make a difference for them. And so our culture is built around that, the spirit of, of helping them. Um, and so as, as I look at others and how that they might build a culture, you know, think out into the future. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And I often uh, look at who we're hiring or, or who we add to that. And I ask myself, if nobody's watching them, what do I think they're going to do that adds value? So off of that, I just want to, like, I feel that in RevLocal. And that's why I love RevLocal. And, like, that's what attracted me to working here. As far as, like, small business, everyone feels like they're on the same page. How did... How did you and the rest of the organization or the people who started the organization build that and be so intentional about keeping that? Well, this is a question that I probably get asked the most. Uh, when, when you look at starting at ground zero, mm-hmm. the first thing that you have to, to really know and build around is your customers. Do you know them? I find a lot of businesses, the, the individuals that are leading those companies, they have an idea of who their customers are, but they don't intimately know them. And so I want to be face-to-face. I want to know, you know, what's their struggles? What is it like to be a small business? And that's the heart and soul of our company mm-hmm. is we understand there's a lot on the line for the small business, the, the individuals that are running these companies. And then as you look at applying value to who your customers are, mm-hmm. making sure that you know what are the, the characteristics, the attributes, um, we're looking for people that are going to be loyal because a small business demands that. 
and building a culture around that. But for me, it's really understanding what's the energy behind our people and what they believe. So if we want certain results, those results are created by actions. Actions are formed through beliefs, and beliefs are created through experiences. So I get to, on a daily basis, try to create positive experiences for our our employees because I believe that it goes back to providing value for our customers. And to me, that's culture. Definitely, and I think that helps breed buy-in, especially for the people who didn't come in at the beginning to feel what it started like to where we are now. So the positive experiences, Kristen, feel free to chime in. Like That's definitely shaped, I think, us as employees. Absolutely. But a small business owner can do that from day one. Yeah, so I would ask, what are some of the daily things that you try to do to incorporate culture and make sure it's still on that positive track you know, you, with your employees? I am obsessed with who we hire. Uh, I read where, um, you know, as Google was building their culture, the top executives, they, they met every single person that came in up until like the first 2,000 employees. And it's a, it's a commitment. That, yeah. it's, it's a wow. commitment. But if I say that I want to know our customers, the next biggest thing that I do and provide value to this organization is I get to know our employees. Right. I get to make them feel like they're a part of something. We're going somewhere. We're accomplishing something. So I like to, uh, I like to walk around. I like to ask people how their day's going, what was your weekend like, so that I can know them Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that's not always oriented around the task that we're trying to accomplish. Because then if I can get to know you and uh, have moments where I have the opportunity to inspire or uh, I am inspired by your stories, then we can accomplish so much together because we, we... believe in what each other is trying to accomplish. And so uh, knowing our people is, is critical on a, on a daily basis. So how do you maintain that culture when you start at three employees, then 10, then 20, and you continue to grow further, further out? It's a, it's a really interesting question. So coming from Rolls-Royce Aerospace, 33,000 employees, Ooh, yeah, and then being a part <laughs> of the start of RevLocal, um, I think that you have to really you know, build out what is it that you think that this company is going to look like or you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. So I, Leslie Laszlo would share with you that oftentimes she felt like that I lived in a world that didn't exist yet. And I would be, I would yeah. be, maybe we called it the, the, the land of Oz. I have heard this before. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time really thinking about what are the interactions or what is the specifics look like when we have 100 employees? And that was even when we had three to five. And so then I would jump the fence and come back to reality. And part of leadership is leading people to a place that doesn't exist yet and getting them to buy into them being a part of building it. And so I could never articulate the specifics of what I thought that I could see in the future. But if we could start to move in that direction and people were buying in, it was really interesting to see that they started to have the keys of success. They started to drive that experience. They started to be the brand ambassador. And when you have, a, when you have three employees and all of them are brand ambassadors, it's a lot easier to go to six. And then when those six are all brand ambassadors, so really getting people to buy into what your goals and your ambitions are. 
and then just locking in on it and making sure that you hire the right people that want to be a part of that growth process. I believe that the RevLocal brand is in the fingertips of all of our employees. Mm -hmm. I believe that the RevLocal brand is what's in the heart and soul of our people. I believe the RevLocal brand is our people. And so from a servant leadership standpoint, I get to help feed that and support that and serve that every day. And for both of you, I feel like that I work for you. So what can I do to help you accomplish what you aspire to accomplish in serving our customers? And so really removing pride Mm -hmm. is the formula to answering that question and getting to know uh, how to do that um, is just being authentic. Absolutely. I know my experience with you has been outstanding because I've obviously stayed at Rev Local. Well, I you. love being here. Yes. Um, and I appreciate, um, I know that you still tried to be involved with most of the interviews. Well, I remember our conversation. <laughs> you, yeah. I actually, we had, you were in Florida. Yep. Uh, I had you on the phone. Mm-hmm. and um, You weren't was, able to make it. I came here in yeah. person. I did travel here, I, but you, yeah, were, but you still took California. the time to call. Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember I was enjoying the conversation so much that I was worried that I was going to miss something because I was driving. Oh. So I actually pulled off the road oh. and, and sat Thanks. in this, uh, this uh, nursery parking lot <laughs> having this conversation with you. That's awesome. And I did I, not know that part yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. But listening intently uh, to what you were looking for, give me a lot of indication on who you would become for us. And so if, if you know specifically what you're looking for in the emotional heartstrings of people, what are their experiences, what do they want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. You can start to predict that path as it relates to their buy-in to the culture. And then the, the neatest thing for me is going from the beginning to where we're at now is I truly believe most of our people, are they have the keys to the culture. They yeah. are the culture. It's not something I'm trying to drive all the time, but it's something that they I get to exactly. Yeah. That's a, and that's that's a great joy for me to see that energy being provided. So when you are hiring, what traits are you looking for in potential employees? Great question. I I really found a lot of value in Patrick Lencioni's book, Humble, Hungry, Smart, mm-hmm. and I think that those three specific traits uh, work well together. Now I find individuals that they may be very humble and they may be hungry, but they lack the specific capacity to do that application that we're looking for It's and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So uh, got to have the humility part. It's really difficult to build culture and uh, pour into people when they're, they're not humble by nature or at least choose humility in how that they serve their customers or their coworkers. So humble, hungry, smart. Okay. So how would you apply those traits to the business owner themselves? Great question. So if I don't exude those qualities or those traits myself, mm-hmm. then how am I going to inspire them in anyone else? And so I have to live out those principles uh, in my interactions with every employee. And I want to make sure that, that I really uh, curate that within our culture so that when people speak about, you know, well, what's Aaron's leadership style or how do we accomplish certain things that those same things that I'm looking for others are embedded in me. So 
I hope that you guys feel that I use humility, uh, that I'm, I'm very hungry for us to continue to grow, and that there's a little bit of intelligence involved in that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like yeah. pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? So, like, something we were talking about when we were prepping for this, if there's, like, red flags that somebody's not a culture fit or it's starting to change and it's not going the direction that, like, maybe you intended, like, how do you mitigate? That's a that's a great question. I and I've definitely learned over time. I think how to craft that narrative a little mm-hmm. bit better because you have more experiences mm-hmm. of when it doesn't fit. The first thing is um, I never want to personally hold it against somebody when they aren't a fit. So I have to uh, take out the emotion and let people know this is this is the expectations of what we're trying to accomplish. And what we do sometimes is difficult. Uh, it takes mm-hmm. a very special person to work at Rev Local, and I believe that we have the absolute best mm-hmm. here. And so when somebody maybe chooses to see value in other things that we don't do, or maybe they want to take a different career path, that's okay. And that doesn't mean that I think any differently of them, but I have a job to do to make sure that we don't, uh, we don't remove the standard of excellence. And so when we have so many people that live out that standard, I have to make sure that I communicate in a way that this this may not be working. Um, it's not a fun conversation no, to have, it's never a fun conversation. but when I be, when I believe believe our people on a daily basis live it out so well, then I am willing to fight for that. And so, uh, and helping people to move on to things that maybe suit them better mm-hmm. only adds to what you then believe is the value that you're providing. So um, taking the emotion out of it, you mentioned that that's I I feel like I hear that a lot from people is that's where they go wrong is too much emotion, maybe when they're trying to explain that to somebody. So what would you say to a business owner? um, You know, maybe what are some of the biggest mistakes a business owner can make when they're trying to create this? Well, so let's talk first about what do we mean by emotion? Okay, because I think that a lot of people would say that I'm probably uh, (laughs) high spirited, passionate, energetic. Maybe even even sometimes, um, you know, I get emotional. But to me, there is a reason for calibrated emotion and understanding how to use that for an advantage. So we have cultural statements. I'm always looking for what kind of statement or narrative can I give that really reiterates what we're trying to do from a culture perspective or a purpose perspective. For instance, you hear me say all the time, we're not ER doctors. Yeah. Nobody's yeah, dying true. on the table today. Yeah. So for me, that is a removing of certain emotions because as you face conflict or you face opposition, remembering that you can remove certain elements of emotions, which generate other emotions that are sustainable to our culture. Sure. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. It made me, it, I started to think, when you show emotion, it just also vulnerability comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I relate to you more as a, you know, as a leader. I don't know. I was starting to think that way. Well, but, understanding yeah. how to use that in an authentic That's, way yeah. is, um, I think, is one of the motivators in being authentic mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, we all have bad days. Right. We all have thoughts go through our heads. There, there's story wars that are happening mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. of me constantly. And... If I want others to win those stories, story wars that are in them, I have to be the battleground within myself. And so ex- exposing those, those stories that can happen 
even within me, allows other people through that vulnerability to see that, that you can be the architect of a second story, and it can be a positive one, yeah. and it can be one that, that launches you into uh, a better environment. Uh, a lot of times, even in career development, people uh, succumb to the negative story they tell themselves when they were just a half a step away from a breakthrough, and they could have architected that positive story. So I think that's been a, a win for us in our culture, mm-hmm. is helping people to think through an alternative mindset. That makes complete sense to me, and I've, I've seen that play out in a positive fashion where people have, have been shifted for better career moves or things like that where it makes sense, and that's been really cool to watch. And as an employee, it, like, it sits with me like, oh, there, people do care. Like they just want to see us grow and thrive and continue to help small business owners, which is really important. So to tie it back um, to your question, yeah. um, it sounds like one of the biggest mistakes someone can make is actually really unintentional, meaning they're just not aware that they're mm-hmm. that they need to monitor those stories to impact the people they hire and continue to grow. I think that one of the biggest mistakes that they're not thinking about mm-hmm. is the positive impact in investing more mm-hmm. in the people. Whether it's relationship-based or simply having conversations where you're showing that you care about those, those people's lives and their individuals, that you're learning more about their families. Uh, they don't do it because they're so laser-focused on business results that they don't yeah. allow themselves to see the positive nature. So I would say people believe I genuinely care. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. because I do. It's not something I'm making up. I really do care. Um, I want to know uh, how I can impact their life, not just through the business application of RevLocal, but through professional growth and personal growth. And if I can be an asset to that, uh, they can be an asset to me because I still need to grow. I still need to, to view these things. And, and both of you have been a tremendous asset to helping me grow. So thank you for thank that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, want business, I want business owners to, to view the horizon of opportunity through their people uh, by creating better experiences for those people because it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. and it actually helps your business. And for our customers, I believe that part of the Rev Local brand is that they feel that great appreciation for our employees. And that comes through in our relationship to them. That's definitely true. We hear that on the phone. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So to, on the flip side of that, I know there's been a lot of key resources in building our culture for RevLocal. If you were to recommend anything to anyone, like starting to grow their own business or like in the middle of all of that, what would you recommend? So from a re- resource perspective, the first thing that comes to my mind is what books are you reading? There's amazing amount of experiences from very successful mm-hmm business owners that you can read about and you can integrate those. So I have, I have a tremendous thirst to, to educate myself through the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. And when I think of, you know, John Maxwell books, I think of Patrick Lencioni mm-hmm. books. Those are incredible baselines to building experiential culture. And then don't just read them yourself, but read them collaboratively with your team. And then Ask questions that allow you to take those principles that you're learning and apply them to business application. And that allows you to grow together. And I've, I've had a lot of uh, success applying those, whether it's leadership development or you just pick a book. 
Yep. Uh, we try to always read through books. Um, and then uh, have events where that you're showing appreciation and you're pouring into your people. Here we have the company meeting, which is which has been a, a big success. Uh, we get to show personality. We get to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But we're also hopefully pouring into our people in a way that they they walk away feeling invested in. And so uh, there's a lot of ways to do that through events. And then from a culture perspective, make it a part of your residual strategy. So we do that through our 40X process or four disciplines of execution, where when we win, we celebrate together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that part. Absolutely. So do we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yes. Yeah. I think that covers all of the questions we have, but we really appreciate your time and we think small business owners will too. Yeah. Well, we love serving them and hopefully they feel like that, that uh, we care about what they're trying to accomplish as a business. And, um, you know, we could have the greatest technologies and I feel like that we have cutting edge technologies that, to apply to solving uh, the problems that they face. But unless we do it with, with people that we care about, uh, they're never going to be able to feel that. So that's why we're relationship-based. And thank you for the questions you asked. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Thanks for watching today. We hope you got some value from this. I know we always love interviewing Aaron. Absolutely. I love picking his brain. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always learn something new and then yeah. it's always like tied back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. It makes sense. <laughs> so... Um, On that note, please make sure you like, subscribe, comment, leave us some feedback. Tell us what you do like, what you don't like. We love to hear from you. And you can send any questions or comments to podcasts at redlocal.com. See you next time. Bye.